0: Hello and good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever time it is where you are tuning in here. Thank you so much for tuning in to the A Beautiful Life podcast, The Ab Life for short. I am your host, Abby Shea Morocco. I am first and foremost just a human being, and I am a fitness and wellness coach in Denver, Colorado, passionate about empowering you with the perspectives and the practices to live a more fully expressed life. Go ahead and take a nice deep breath with me here now. So a few weeks ago, I recorded and I posted a podcast all about inspiration. And that's that first phase of that breath that is breathing in air, that is expanding the lungs, contracting the diaphragm. But we looked at it on a deeper level than the physical. We looked at how literally breathing in is creating space and expanding the volume and capacity for imagination for setting the path for creation, for feeling elevated, for feeling bigger, brighter, and better. And we did an entire podcast on inhaling, and I want to talk about exhaling, in other words, expiration. Now, I've been doing a lot of personal work to get crystal clear, as close to crystal clear as I can, with which relationships, which beliefs, and really which ways of relating to the world have expired for me. And this is mm, so juicy, and I'm so excited to share some of my insights with you. So the first thing that I want us to do is take another breath and really focus this time on the expiration, on the exhale. So go ahead and breathe in and let it out. So, so simple when we're just controlling our physiology there to inhale and to exhale. In fact, like I've mentioned before, breathing is the only thing that we do non-consciously that is so taken for granted, yet we do it without having to think about it. But it's so easy to both inhale and to exhale, yet what an exhalation represents, what an expiration Represents in our lives is so much (laughs) more challenging, or can be so much more challenging to actually perform. So, there's things, there's beliefs, there's ways of relating to the world, there's relationships that expire in our lives, and some of those naturally expire, and some of those we can create an expiration date for. However, kind of the, uh, the flavor of relation, relating that I want to uh, hone in on today is when things naturally expire, yet we continue to hold on to them. And so I will continue to relate it back to breathing. So stay with me here, okay? There's always a through line in my conversations. So a lot of times we have relationships in our lives. That no longer serve us, and we continue to hold on to them because they provide a sense of safety and comfort. And it's so nuanced that I'm not going to give you the the individual listener advice. I'm only going to speak from my personal experience here, and hopefully, it will allow um, it will offer you a, a map and some guidance into yourself to make your most aligned decisions after listening in here today. So the relationships that are more, I would say, are are easier for us to notice no longer serving us and then let go of can be like work relationships, um, acquaintances, people who we we are uh, beginning to date um, ones that don't feel as familial and blood-tied. But the hardest ones are the ones where it's our people, it's our tribe. It's the people that we've known as our tribe for the majority of our lives um, or have, and or have provided the sense of safety, comfort, and sustenance that we needed uh, in a particular place in time. So maybe that will conjure up some images for you right now. And that's great. So if you can just stay with those images right now and you can like feel into, um, you know, the sensations and the emotions that they bring up, that will be awesome for the rest of the podcast. So, mm, so when we think about exhaling and we think about expiration, a lot of times you will hear people say, just let it go. And I want you to notice how that feels for you when I say that. If you're really frustrated about something, if you're really going against the grain, if you're really creating more resistance for yourself than you know that you need to be, and someone says, "Ah, just let it go. What does that do to you? I know for me that that creates actually a more contracted state because it feels so necessary and vital and critical that I hold on to that thing that someone telling me to let go makes me protect it harder and grip it harder because I feel threatened by the statement. And so I think that it's way too oversimplified and not empathetic or compassionate enough to just tell people to let go. Go. I think that it creates, it kind of turns a key into this exploration that we're taking today, which is awesome. And I want to share with you how you can make it actually um, not just easier and more habitual, but how we can start to loosen, um, loosen the grip and the ties that we have to things that are no longer serving us. So, again, stay on this journey with me. Take an inhale. And an exhale. Beautiful. So as I exhale, I feel lighter. I feel freer. I feel more present. I feel more holy me, right? So if I go back to the relationships and I'm able to identify where, for example, I am texting with someone and it feels like I'm putting energy into a relationship that doesn't reciprocate to me. Or it feels like I'm just texting so that I can be seen. Or it feels like I'm just texting so that I can feel connected and I feel like I belong. Um, A lot of times, and I just want to say that is okay. All of that is okay. There's no such thing as perfect behavior. But a lot of times, I'm then pouring my energy into something that is taking me further and further away from the person who I know I need to be. And I know I'm not alone in this, which is why I'm sharing this. Um, And so what I have been doing over the last several months here uh, is taking a step back from a lot of relationships so that I can see more clearly my reactions um, to my emotional states and see where I was unnecessarily clinging, and to see what had already expired that I was still gripping. Now, to put it a little bit more into concrete examples, maybe you have someone who you are dating right now, or maybe you have um, some friends that you are in a group, a friend group with, and Um, you, you do your best to stay really connected and devoted to, and maybe it feels like you are doing it out of a state of reactivity and grasping and kind of coming from a hungry ghost syndrome of needing to fill a void that is within. And I know that this is where my behavior was coming from after going through a lot of transitions, um, I was grasping to stay connected to things and got into a state of overwhelm because I was choosing things without discernment. Um, Or even when I used discernment initially, I felt like I had to serve the thing that I was connected to um, to no end. And that comes down to like uh, beliefs around unconditional loving and such um, without any boundaries. So what is, uh, interesting if we bring it back to the breath is that if we take an inhale, if we think about an inhale and an exhale, a full breath cycle, if we took out the exhale and we just continued to inhale, 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 we wouldn't be able to survive on that. We would get so full of oxygen that we could get over oxygenated to the point of bloating and collapsing. If you think about it, if you filled yourself up so much and never let go and never let that carbon dioxide out, it would be dangerous to you. Just as if you expired, if you exhaled continuously with no inhale to follow, you also would die. We need both parts and I want you to reflect right now as I'm talking on whether you're doing more inhaling or more exhaling in your life, or if you're pretty much doing like predominantly just one. And you could could translate to that, where are you consuming uh, and where are you creating? You could translate that to where are you taking and where are you giving? Uh, You could translate that to where are you hoarding And where are you forgiving, giving forward? Um, And there's a lot of ways that we can extrapolate that. But the crux of this conversation, the crux of this gift that I'm offering you is to place more attention and to exercise the courage to let go of the things that have expired in your life. So to bring it together, I'm going to summarize this in three Bs. So the first one is going to be about beliefs and looking at where your beliefs that you needed to survive at some point in your life and by the way all this stuff goes back to childhood when you the beliefs that you needed that you may still be um allowing to direct your actions may have expired a long time ago may have expired recently but they may have expired, and you may still be clinging to them. So, the way that you need to be, in order to be, in order to meet your basic needs, essentially, in order to experience love, in order to experience belonging, in order, in order to uh, experience, um, you know, sustenance like food, food and water, um, in order to be physically intimate with people, whatever it is. The way that you believe you need to show up and that you needed to show up in order to uh, survive those previous relationships may no longer apply. It may be causing you some unnecessary discomfort that you need to let go of now. So if that's the case, if that's bringing anything to your body in a visceral sense, take a breath in and release it you're creating space for more authenticity. That is what we are doing right now. Once it's gone, it's gone. You are here now. Here and now is all that there is. The second B that I want to focus your attention on is buddies. B for buddies. And these are all relationships. So you may have heard the phrase that people will come into your into your life for seasons and reasons. And I think that um, a lot of people operate on this idea that once a friend with someone, you have to be friends for life. And I don't mean this in any negative sense at all. <laughs> like very positively, I mean that if something is no longer a fit for you, if you're arising and elevating at a different level than someone Or if someone is just toxic to you in your life, you absolutely 100% have the choice and the freedom to keep moving in your direction. And it doesn't have to be a mean breakup. It can kind of just be, like I said, an expiration, just like leaves fall off a tree in the fall, as natural as that. You may just continue to go in your own direction. And there has to be, there does not have to be any. Um, any like shame around that. I would say shame is like the thing that gets in the way of that happening. You can think of like, imagine if this visual is coming to my mind now. Imagine if as a very caring little kid, you walked up to a tree in the fall and you were the, the watcher of this tree. You devoted yourself to watching this tree and you loved the leaves so much that you just decided you were going to hold on to every leaf so you recruit every single one of your friends to hold on to every leaf so that it does not fall you are upholding something that is naturally going to drop on its own that naturally needs to fall away on its own that naturally needs to leave it needs to leave no pun intended um and Putting all of your energy into holding on to something that is no longer a fit, that is against its nature and is against your inner wisdom, is pushing against your capacity to thrive and to open up and to fully express yourself. So when it comes to buddies, when it comes to all relationships, I would recommend that you think about which ones in your life really have already died. And it doesn't have to be the entire relationship. It can be the way of relating to people, which is going to get into our next B. Um, But just because you showed up a certain way at some point doesn't mean you need to show up that way forever in that relationship if it is no longer serving you. And really serving everyone. If it's not serving you, it's not serving the relationship. So if that conjured up any feelings, any images in any of your buddies, in any of those containers of relationship in your life, let's take a breath together, breathe in, let it flood the body, collect that energy and exhale, release it, you're back to the present moment, you are here and now, all there is, is here and now. Let's move on to the third B, the third B. Is boundaries. Ooh, this is a new one for me. Newer, I would say. I want to share this this visual, this visual chart that comes from Kabbalistic Judaism that is known as the Sphirot. And the Sphirot are uh, comparable to the chakra system in the sense that they have a body map and they are. A way of understanding energy flow in the body the vessel of spirit and when you get into the heart region there are two sides um there are two sides and then uh, the center where they intersect so on one side there is chesed and the others on the other side there is givura, and in the center there is tefiret so Chesed translates to loving kindness and Gevora translates essentially to discernment or boundaries and even uh, discipline. And then in the center where they meet, to fear it means beauty. I want you to think about something beautiful in your life. Maybe it's as simple as an awesome flower that you saw recently. Maybe it's a moment that you shared with a lover. Maybe it's a moment where you felt at peace in nature, in yourself. And when you think about that moment, there's probably no disturbance that comes up because it's it's so flowy. It's so pure. When we think about these sides being out of balance, um, more weight, more energy, more attention being put into one or one or the other of these things here, um, it creates discord and it creates, again, more resistance than we actually need to be in flow and to, and to thrive. Um, and it puts more pressure on ourselves than we need to. So if we are putting more effort, energy, and attention into loving kindness, and we are always emptying out, and we are always focused on what is best uh, for others and how to save others, for example, then we are out of balance. And if we are always focused on putting our energy and effort and intention into discipline, in other words, being discerning and cutting things out so that we can have like a single pointed focus, then we are also out of balance. But when we have that beautiful balance between giving and setting boundaries is where we can experience beauty. And I'm gonna do a little segue to share a story from uh, growing up. Where my second semester of my sophomore year in high school I went to a uh, a school called the Jewish Academy and it was a private a private high school and we um, very small there were only 50 people in my class my whole whole grade and at the end of the year there was a ceremony a culminating ceremony and they gave out these different awards and I knew going into this place that and especially in transition from moving from school to school that I wanted to make the most of it I didn't know if I was going to stay and it really gave me an opportunity to discover the great chesed in me and for that to be recognized the loving kindness I just was interested in getting to know everyone. Um, I wasn't the most outgoing person, but I discovered how much I cared, uh, about really getting to know people and having that, like that intimacy of fully seeing people, fully accepting people. And I think it's part nature. It's part how I was, uh, the the examples of my, my parents giving that kind of loving kindness and also being put into a brand new environment where, I kind of had the opportunities to both be, at first, like the observer. And then once you get to know people a little bit more, um, to get to give and connect further with them. And at this, in this ceremony, I was given this award for um, the Chesed Award, the Loving Kindness Award. And it's one of my, honestly, it's one of the awards that I take the most pride in, still up to this day, because... I've always prided myself on being someone who is lovingly kind. And I came to this intersection and um and like things came to a head more recently where I realized I had been practicing the loving kindness so 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 much without building the boundary muscle. And so uh from an emotional standpoint, I was very much imbalanced and the the giving side was way stronger than the boundary side and just like in the body if there's a major imbalance in the spirit and the emotion and in the the way that you view life and interact with people um, that can cause that can cause a lot of uh, problems and so I've been on this journey of learning how to set boundaries practicing setting boundaries and really in this process, reclaiming my energy and rebalancing on myself so I'm more aligned with who I want to show up as in this world. And so I share that story and uh, bring it back into the B of boundaries so that we can reflect on where we have been on either side, setting a boundary that we needed to set in order to survive at some point that we no longer need to hold so tight or um, hold so firmly in order to thrive now in the present day or on the other side, on the other hand, where we are giving to an extent or to certain people in our lives, people who represent certain, um, certain sources of of comfort and sustenance and joy, where we are are teaching whatever the role may be, where we are giving in the same habitual way that we needed to to survive at some point in our life that no longer is going to help us thrive today. And all of this in the in the pursuit, or I would say more accurately, in the allowance of beauty shining through, through the heart. I mean, I just see this this yellow light or this neon green light shining out of the heart here, or even like a purple light shining out of the heart. That's where beauty happens. It takes a lot of work. And to to create this balance that's so individual for each one of us. And the, the through line through all this has been, What served you in order to survive when you were younger that is no longer up to date, that has expired and is holding you back from thriving? So sticking with the B of boundaries, if that conjured up any any images, any emotions, stirred up any feelings in you, stay with those here for a moment and take an inhale. And then release it. Exhale, you are back in the present moment. You are here and now. Here and now is all that there is. Continue to go through these three Bs in your life and allow yourself to feel the energy of them and to release it on the exhale. The phrase, let it go, no longer needs to be triggering for you. Because you are capable of letting go. And the act of letting go no longer needs to be so hard for you because you know you now have these tools, you now have this way of thinking and being in your body, embodying the discomfort and the additional resistance that is no longer serving you that you needed when you were younger. That energy was necessary for you to thrive so you can think it, say, thank you, resistance. Thank you, resistance. And then let it go. This has been a conversation on how to create more space in your life on expiration, the other side of inhalation and inspiration that leads to the next inspiration. So, if you have done this work with me today on this podcast, first and foremost, thank you so much. And think yourself, truly think yourself, place your hand on your heart, take an inhale. Feel that beauty right there in the center of your heart. Mm. And that's the place to start. I love you all. And I hope that you have a beautiful day. Signing off, Coach Abs.